What's up, Habibi? Welcome back to episode number 16 of the XFL Pod. I am Jonathan Risk, fresh off the operating table, and I am joined, as always, by the general of Detroit, Michigan, MG Geek. MG, we got so much to talk about, man. Week 10, the regular season wrapped up. There was a lot of people upset on Twitter and the other social media boards that I was watching. What say you? Well, first of all, uh, happy to see you um, not crippled and uh, moving around. That's a good thing. Uh, Yeah, we're doing good. We're doing good. Yeah, so there was a lot going on this week with the XFL and some of the things, some of the stories, and a lot of uh, a lot of unhappy people in the middle of the country, <laughs> around the Missouri yeah. area. Apparently, we'll get we'll get into that at the end. We're gonna have a little discussion about that. Um, but yeah, just a lot of a lot of interesting uh, scuttlebutt. There were some things I loved. I loved the tiebreaker system. Made the games fun. Um, it made one game unwatchable. We'll get into that when we get there. But other than that, um, yeah. Um, you want to get us kicked off here? Yes, I do. So, yeah. So, we recorded early last week, and we missed the news that uh, defensive end from the Seattle Sea Dragons, Chris Smith, passed away at 31 years old. Um, Chris Smith was an NFL um, player. He played with... Uh, the Jaguars, the Bengals, the Browns, the Panthers, uh, the Raiders, the Ravens, the Texans, and then the Sea Dragons this year. Um, a cause of death has not been released yet, but on April 17th, he did uh, pass away. In 2019, while on the Browns, he lost his then-girlfriend and the mother of his child, so um if you remember around that time period, that was big news around the NFL. Um, so condolences out to uh, his family, MG. Yes, sir. Mm. Do you have anything to add? I was just gonna say uh, it was tragic. It's sounds like he was a pretty good guy in the locker room for him. Um, I don't think he played that. He played one game. I think the DC Defender game he played in. So, I mean, hey, you know, yeah, RIP, um, condolences to friends, family, and anyone he's played with because there was a lot of people that were that were tweeting about it. So, um, yeah, I don't even know. I don't think there's any more we can say. It's just a sad, sad event. Yeah. Um, continuing on, uh, actually today while we're recording this, which is Wednesday, the XFL announced their, their awards. So, um, a couple different things here. They're doing the annual XFL awards, and then they're also doing, um, a couple fan voted awards. So with the exception of the XFL player of the year, the head coaches and directors of player personnel from each XFL team will submit nominations and vote for all of the XFL awards. The XFL player of the year will be voted on by fans. Um, Round one will take place uh, starting today, April 26th until April 30th. Fans will vote for the top play of the season for each XFL team. Um, Round two will be May 1st to May 7th. Uh, Once each team's top play, has been nominated voting will take place for the overall top play of the season fans can vote for each team's top play on youtube beginning today by going to youtube.com slash xfl um mg anything on this you want to get into the annual awards um i'm glad they're doing this this is kind of um fan interaction kind of help get more get more and it's also going to help get some of these players some recognition and we'll talk about that at the end too but yeah um this is fine i mean it you know one way or the other i'm glad they're i'm glad they're doing something to interact with the fans so that's good yeah uh, as far as um, the uh co it's yeah um go ahead yeah, as far as the annual go awards go, um, there's going to be the coach of the coach of the year, obviously awarded to the XFL coach who had the most distinguished coaching performance and record this season, as determined by their peers. That 
they are announcing the war the awards different days. So instead of having like one night <laughs> where they're doing like a quote unquote NFL honors award show style, they're coming out May second. They're releasing something May third, fourth, fifth. Um, and then May 8th are the final two. But Coach of the Year it will be announced May 2nd. MG, should we be should we be guessing these? I think I have my guess on who I think it would be. I don't know if you would have a guess. Yeah, let's, let's uh, save that for the, uh, the big um, next week's uh, big show. Uh, we'll, we'll go into that. But, yeah, we can pick them. Um, I have to look at more, but, yeah. I will say this is exactly how Major League Baseball does it, where they okay. just take a week, and every day there's, a new, there's another award that comes out. Um, Got it. So, yeah, so, that, so, so there is precedent for this. This isn't new. I'm not a baseball yeah. guy, so I wouldn't know that. But next, they're doing the uh, special teams player of the year. That will be May 3rd. Uh, person who's made the most impact um, on point after touchdown conversions uh, this season. Then you have the defensive player of the year, um, May 4th. Offense player of the year, May 5th. All XFL team will be May 8th. And that will be comprised of uh, one quarterback, one running back, three receivers, one tight end, Two offensive tackles, two offensive guards, one center, four defensive linemen, three linebackers, four defensive backs, a punter, a kicker, and a return specialist. And then finally, the XFL player play of the year that uh, we talked about earlier will be also announced on May 8th. MG. Yes, sir. Do you have mm -hmm. anything on the last of those two, or do you want to get into these ratings, baby? I don't have a lot just because uh, it's pretty self-explanatory, I think. So, um, yeah, just the dates was all I had. Let's uh, let's talk some ratings. Yeah, let's get into the ratings. Before we get into the ratings, though, because my arm still is sore and I don't feel like editing a commercial, we are always sponsored by Habibi Clothing. XFL Pod at checkout for 10% off of your order. The new Habibi Love Yourself 420 line dropped on, of course, 420, so go check out some merch. MG, let's go into yes, the sir. ratings. We also had some USFL, XFL head-to-head -head matchups, and we're going to talk about those, and we start They're out with one. Yes, so mm -hmm. starting out first was the noon XFL kickoff, and um, that was the Battle Hawks versus the Guardians. It was at noon on ESPN, 636,000 viewers. A half an hour later on USA Network, the New Orleans Breakers versus the Houston Gamblers of the USL, USFL had 133,000 viewers so quite a difference um you're talking about espn versus usa network i mean they're right next to each other on the guy on the tv guide so <laughs> you know that's it's that don't it mean nothing <laughs> i'm just saying i'm just saying if you're looking to, if you're if you're the type of person that was going and scrolling you know what i mean you you possibly had these two next to each other um can't speak for everyone. Obviously, you could customize with different stuff. Now, YouTube TV, Hulu TV, you could customize your TV guide. But for me, I'm old school. ESPN, USA Network was always right there. MG, this is a big difference. Yes, what say you? Yeah, um, I say that's a difference between uh, USA and ESPN. <laughs> so, and it's during the day, too. So, in you even though I, I I get I get what you're saying about being near uh, on the same guide, and and that Battle Hawks game meant something. Uh, you know, we're just talking about a, a regular season game for the USFL. That Battle Hawks game was very entertaining and meant something. So I think they had a lot to do with it. Mm. Yeah, it was. Um, and we're talked about the game a little a little bit in our next segment. But one thing I also want to point out, and this is me kind of just being in the world that I'm in as far as my 9 to 5 and nerding out about all this stuff. Um, and MG said this, hinted at it a little bit. And what time of day were these games? These were noon, right? When you yes. think of these, these, these TV networks at noon, right? What's normally on ESPN at noon? Some random sport, um, like on a uh, Saturday. Yeah, Not, the, there, depending on the time of year, there's usually something, and there's usually a sports center 
or a big thing at the 11 o'clock hour setting right. up everything for the day. Exactly. So that has a lot to do with it too. 12.30 on a Saturday on USA Network. MG, mm-hmm. nine times out of um, ten, you know what that yeah, is? Yeah, that's a Law & Order rerun. <laughs> okay, we had the button ready. Okay, so what I'm saying is is that the reason 636,000, one, you're going to have the people looking for the XFL. Um, two, you're going to have the people looking or, or that are just have ESPN on on a Saturday while they're in their garage or doing whatever they're doing. It was a nice day on the weekend. Like, you're going to have those people. USA Network, the people that are leisurely watching USA Network on a Saturday are the, are the moms, you know, the girlfriends, you know, me if I take too many vitamins. But it, it's the people that want to watch one thing, and it's produced by Dick Wolf, okay? They're, they're not going to USA Network for sports unless it's a Monday, <laughs> actually, actually, unless and they have been doing more um, UEFA games on there, um, who on USA U, UEFA, you know, uh, what? U, European soccer, <laughs> football, MJ. <laughs> mm. What is a UEFA? Yeah. <laughs> it's a give soccer league. I'm probably pronouncing no, it wrong. Me, okay, give me pickleball. Mm. You know what's funny? No. As speaking of pickleball, oh, real quick, man. I realized park across the street, literally right here, could spit at it, and I'll hit the park pickleball court in the middle of it. Found that out this weekend. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Back <laughs> to these ratings. <laughs> um. Yes. So then, following up the defenders, Brahmas on ABC, close to a million eight hundred and thirty-two thousand. That did not go up against. Any USFL games, um, right? I don't think I want to make sure I'm right on that, but I'm like pretty sure USFL schedule. I'm double guessing myself at the last second, but I'm pretty. Here's the thing I hate about the USFL. All right. When they have the finals of their scores, they delete mm-hmm. like all the television stuff. So, like, I can't okay. see what time this game was. I can't see what channel this game was. All I can see is the final score and the stadium. Gotcha. Which is very annoying. <laughs> <laughs> so, USFL, fix your website, Fox Sports. Um, then we'll move on to the Roughnecks versus the Renegades, Saturday, 3 p.m. on ESPN. 403,000 viewers watched the Roughnecks Renegades. It went head-to-head at... 3.30, USFL um, on NBC, the New Jersey Generals versus the Pittsburgh Maulers. 725,000. Are, are you seeing the correlation here? The Defenders-Brahmas game on ABC did 832, and NBC yep. game on major NBC does 725,000. So there's definitely a correlation again, this between is, it. And this is another good one because, um, once again, Peacock and ESPN Plus numbers not released to the public. Right. Mm. So, so then the final game for both teams, the Sea Dragons versus the Vipers on ESPN 2, 378,000. 378, and then the USFL on FS1, Michigan Panthers versus the Philadelphia Stars. 211,000. So this people are Sunday watching ESPN evening. 2. Yeah. This ESPN was so. 2 more than FS1. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's Sunday evening. I don't know what, you know, There's there was a lot of competition. There's always competition on Sunday night. So, yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. Mm. Well, MG... We talk about the yes, Ravens sir. because, as always here on the XFL pod, we welcome our audience to join the conversation with us at XFL pod on Twitter. Or you could drop us a comment if you're watching on YouTube One right after you hit that subscribe and like button, by the way. And if you're on Spotify, you could even scroll up and drop a, qu- a question there. But we take our fan question, we take our audience questions, and we bring them on the show to discuss them. So, MG, we got a question from the world of Twitter, and it has to do with the XFL versus USFL. So can you please pod that up for us? Yes, sir. Here it is. I was waiting for you to cue me. One of our, there you go. 
One of our uh, thoughts, friend of the show, Mystic8368, he sent in a question on Twitter, and he said, question maybe you guys can answer. I'm all for supporting uh, league football in any fashion. However, I'm assuming that's supposed to be spring league football. Uh, However, after watching two USFL games, I swear there's less than 500 people in the crowd. How is this league competing with the XFL? So, thank you for that question, Mystic8368. Um, One thing to note about, and we're going to get into attendance when we break down the games, about the USFL is none of their stadiums are open 100% capacity. They have a lot of There's stuff There's a couple that, of other things, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that tickets are just not for sale. It's not even like they're, they're not selling out and they're for sale. Like, they're not even made available to the public. Um, why the USFL is making this decision, I don't know. I just even saw on Twitter, I don't know how real it was because I can't big don't get me started, <laughs> MJ. <laughs> I almost lost it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, I don't didn't know if the tweet was from a real source, um, but someone was posting pictures of cutouts like it was 2000. And 20 all over again in the stands of a USFL game once again. Don't know if it was a verifiable source. I'm disgruntled about that for other reasons. MG, what do you have for Mystic 8368 before I lose so, my shit? Yeah, so you you take it easy for a second. I, I got this. <laughs> so there's a couple of things to note here about the uh, USFL. It has, it has a legacy. And there's a lot of these teams that they brought back that do have uh, people know. And I live in a market here. We have the Michigan Panthers. Michigan Panthers were a very popular team in the area, maybe because the Lions sucked back then. Uh, that hasn't changed back much. Then. But another another side note, sidebar. But no. Um, so yeah, they there's a lot of nostalgia, and these markets are actually talking about the teams. Um, in like, and I brought up later earlier this year, I said that, uh, one of my local sports stations, uh, poo pooed the XFL and a lot of it has to do with, there's just no, uh, no local connection. So there's that. So regardless of what you say, I think that, um, there's something to do with there being interest and there will be people. The other thing that you have to understand is they're sharing um, home stadiums like here in in Michigan, uh, Michigan Panthers and Philadelphia are both um, sharing stadiums. So that means that if you're going to an XFL or an XFL, you're going to a USFL game and you are in Detroit, you may not want to watch the Philadelphia team play um, their games. So there's that. It has something to do with it. And, you know, time will tell. If there's enough room for two separate spring football leagues, I don't know. Personally, I don't think so. I also could see them moving the USFL a couple weeks out more into the summer. So, you know, and then it's just, then you just get, then we're we're getting to the territory having a a football year round. So um, it already is, I know, but um, yeah, but I'm just saying they could go more full, full summer. We'll see. Well, MG, let's get into the week that was, the final week of the regular season. Why don't you take us through that? Uh, So the first game of the week this last week, this was my favorite game to watch, and I was doing stuff, and I had it on in the background, and I kept running back in the room because the announcer was so excited because it was scoring and a lot of it. Um, So the Orlando Guardians lose to the uh, St. Louis Battlehawks, 53 to 28. We don't have to beat up on Orlando anymore. It's over. Uh, But I got to say, A.J. McCarron just lit it up. 28 of 35, 420 yards, six TDs. Hey, yeah. Yeah, he he blew it up. And they just had to pile it on. Some might say he smoked them. Yes, he. uh, I would say so. But... The tiebreaker, um, I got, I got, I got it, I got it. Um, but yeah, the whole tiebreaker thing just played into this game and made just fun watch, knowing that um, St. Louis. So this was the fourth tiebreaker they were trying to secure. 
they needed to score. I think it was um, they needed to basically run it up as far as they could because it was um, total points scored, um, and there was a number that they were looking to get, and they they did pretty good. But um, and that will play into the last game. Hakeem Butler uh, had a pretty breakout game too: 164 yards, two TDs for uh, St. Louis. But they just they were they were scoring early and often. So, um, you have anything on that game? Yeah. Mm. yeah so it had uh, thirty three thousand and thirty three thousand thirty four people in attendance there in St. Louis. Um, I know a lot of. St. Lunatics, the Battle Hawks faithful to Call Nation are are upset right now. Um and we'll talk about it um Yeah, we're here we're going to table bit. that conversation toward the end here. But yeah. But, um, um let's go, on. Day, oh, go ahead. Yeah. yeah, at the end of the day, it was a um it was a fun game to kind of have on in the background. Um and that I just got a shout out as a as a l- former special teams guy long snapper. What a tremendous <laughs> fake punt touchdown. And mm. the dude uh, that scored it, I forget his name off the top of my head, um, was traded from the Battlehawks earlier in the season. Or at cut <laughs> or something. He was on the Battlehawks early in the season. So just just great moment, great play. And at that point, you like at that point, I'm like licking my chops because I picked obviously you and I both picked the Guardians for the spread which they did not cover. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I was looking at my chops because I was like, okay. And, you know, I had it on in the background because I was doing things. But, uh, yeah, no, it was a, it was definitely a solid game to watch. MG, talk us to the next one where we got absolutely fucked on picking the spread. <laughs> this one was, yeah, D.C. Defenders uh, – Beat the San Antonio Brahmas twenty nine to twenty eight. I yeah, I was watching this and going, oh, this this ain't gonna go well, and it didn't. Um, it so DC didn't need this game. They they clinched. They were done. So they were rotating in players in and out um, more than usual. Uh, Jordan Chiamo, um fifteen to twenty two, two hundred seventy one yards, a TD, and an interception. Uh, San Antonio, Jack Cohn, who I think has finally solidified himself, uh, 34 of 48, uh, 312 yards. So they were moving the ball. They were, they were looking good. But like I said, I don't think, um, for the most part that, uh, DC was really, uh, going full bore here. Uh, and that played into the spread for sure. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, Hmm. There were uh, 12,129 people in attendance for this game um, in San Antonio, in the Alamo Dome. Um, You know, what can you say? We really really kind of dropped the ball on this one. When you kind of look at it in retrospect, you're like, of course you got to take the Brahmas against the spread. The Mm -hmm. D.C. got nothing nothing really on the line. Nothing to play for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they just need to stay healthy. Yeah, this was the one game. Well, okay, so these two these two middle games. So, um, do you have anything else on that game? Because I want to go right into the next. Game. No, let's go right into the next. Okay, game. Houston Roughnecks uh, beat the Arlington Renegades twenty five to nine. Um, and I gotta tell you, this game is gonna be a preview of of next week's uh, semifinal. And I think that most both teams were being very uh, passive, and we're just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and not even trying. So I, I I think the right team won. Um but Arlington I think sandbagged a lot too. So we'll see. Uh yeah, I don't have a lot on the stats here. Just it just this game just really didn't uh do it for me. This was the one game I'm like, yeah, it's just on in the background and there's nothing going on because it didn't it really didn't matter. And that's the one thing that the announcers kept saying was, well, they're they're all they're they're uh, holding back plays and they're trying things and seeing what's going to work for next week. We'll see when they they turn it on. So, yeah. Uh, anything else on this game? Oh, there was uh, let's see, twelve thousand eight hundred twenty-one in attendance for this. So, uh, this is in Arlington. Um, there, I mean, for the most part, all these all these games are getting a decent attendance. You know, yeah. With exception, maybe the only Vegas place, and Orlando, but 
Yeah, Vegas and Orlando are the two places that are struggling, and as long as you have St. Louis on the ticket, your numbers are always going to look good that week. Well, did you hear the story this week about uh, the Oakland Athletics might be moving to Vegas, and there's talk that, that if be. they I do, they're going to – Yeah, I think it's happening. And, and yeah. uh, the talk that the stadium is going to be ready in 2027 is going to be right by the airport, and the the and teams like – um, Vegas Vipers could possibly play there, which would be cool for them. Yeah. Be really good. Um, it wouldn't be bad. It would uh, be a similar setup to Chow Tow because Chow Tow in Arlington is also a baseball stadium. Um, yeah. This isn't this isn't a Las Vegas podcast, so I'll save my remarks. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I share similar. I just want. To I just Mark thought of Davis. it. I wanted to bring it up. I'll leave it gotcha. at that. MG, what was our last yeah. game of the week? Yes, and speaking of Vegas, uh, Seattle Sea Dragons defeat the Vegas Vipers twenty-eight to nine. They were looking to; they had they had this weird total margin that they needed to get, and it was supposed to be thirty-four points. And I and we'll talk about it. We go into here in a minute, but I think ESPN might have set up the the fans a little much. That was the expectation and what they needed, and then all of a sudden they start talking fifth tiebreaker, and everybody was all confused. So, um, this one, uh, this was a fun game too, for the most part. But Seattle really looked like they've got, they've turned something, turned a corner. And honestly, um, we didn't do we're not doing power rankings this week, but if we did, I might say Seattle's the best team right now. Um, we'll see. But Ben DiNucci, twenty six of 41, 339 yards, three TDs, two interceptions. He's still throwing. He's still throwing picks, but they're so explosive on offense, it almost doesn't matter at this point. So it's um, part of yeah. the reason why I much rather see DC Houston rather than Sea Dragons Houston because I just think Houston's takeaway game is just too like even DC is has a really good defense, mm-hmm. and I just. I don't know. So I got to tell you, man, uh, there's a lot. There was, there's a lot of people. And we're going to talk about this at the end here, but there's a lot of people on this Sea Dragons team from a receiver core that are just showing out. And maybe it is just the offense uh, that they run, but they all are looking good and putting up some uh, some nice tape for uh, NFL teams to look at them. And we'll talk more about that at the end here. Um, yeah, do you have and any 15, other thing? 000- Fifteen thousand forty-six people in attendance there in Seattle. Not bad. I would love to see uh, the Sea Dragons in a blue uni. I think blue, uh, that navy blue with the orange accent around it. You know, it'll be interesting to see if they keep the same exact uniforms. I, I like them. That was why well, I like them. I like the orange team. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. and I'm still upset yeah. that I canceled out that ticket for them to go all the way, and now here they are in the damn playoffs. But MG, speaking of the playoffs. <laughs> Yeah, Let's you want to, you want to, you want to, so let me put that up here real quick. Um, yeah, so, then, so you can explain what we're doing this week as far as how, how we're going to track our scores. Go. Yes, so um, because our records for the regular season, I was 25 and 15, MG was the exact opposite at 15 and 25, um, we got to give MG a chance to, a chance to come back here. So we're going to have some fun during the uh, divisional game, during the divisional round right here. MG has the point to jump me. So what we're doing is we're dropping our losses. So MG's 25 is dropping. My 15 is dropping. We're starting out with 25 and 15 points respect, respectfully. It was a 10 we're point going to pick. Right. Yes, we're going to make three picks today, MG, for each game. We're going to pick the over-under, which will be three points. We're going to pick against the spread as always. That's going to be two points. And then for one point, you're going to pick the winner of the game. MG, if you end up having a perfect day, you will walk away with 12 points and effectively jump me going into the championship game. Um, Won't that be fun? But we will see what happens. (laughs) MG, go ahead and let's start it off. Tell me what we are working with. And I love this graphic, man. Shout out to our graphics team. You know, a round of applause to our graphics team. Mm -hmm. This is a Mm -hmm. great graphic. I love this. 
Yeah, shout out Enrique, <laughs> our graphics man. Enrique, is that his name? Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, Enrique um, does our graphics. <laughs> little intern I got. Intern Enrique. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Um, uh, anywho. Uh, he feels very good bonita. Job, Enrique. Good job. Good job. Yeah. Uh, Arlington Renegades at the Houston Roughnecks. This is going to take place Saturday night. Um, I don't Fuck. think there's a lot of um, major competition. Sorry. Let me guess. You have something going on. <laughs> no. Um, Oops. I told I told Enrique to to add the dates for the games, and he forgot after that compliment. We have to take oh, it away. Okay. <laughs> I, I was like, Enrique, make sure you add that. Don't forget to add it, Enrique. But that's on me as, okay. the, as the boss. Right. I should have quality that's, control checked that's it. That's all right. I I, I can right. say the words, and we're all. It's all good. Um, anyway, okay, uh, <laughs> Houston right. is uh, laying four. Wait a minute. I did this wrong. Oh, they're laying six and a half, um, not four. I have four down here, and yeah. I, Get it wrong? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You got it right. Uh, good job. Uh, Thank you. Or Enrique Thank you. got it right. I'm sorry. Enrique. Um, yeah. Good job. Enrique. Why I pay him the big bucks. Uh, so, yeah. So, so, uh, yeah. So six and a half, uh, the lane six and a half um, to Arlington. There is an over under of 41 points. And just for, if we're going to pick straight up, the money line says Houston is a minus 180 favorite. Um, so I gotta give, I gotta give you three picks, right? Um, yes. And I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to just go ahead and say Houston's winning. Houston's covering our, our, and, um, there will be, this is the hard one because we've never done the over under, uh, what was it? 28 to nine was the other, or no, not that was the other game. The other game they did. I'm going to say under on, on this one, mm. under the 41. Okay. Okay. You go ahead. Cool. So we're going to go back to the days when I used to, when I used to win at this, I'm going to go Houston on the money <laughs> line to win. Right. So okay. let's just get that mm. out there. Houston money line going to win. Um, mm. I get nervous with Louis Perez. He is a little, um, he is interesting. Six and a half is saying they're gonna get at least a one point with their touchdown difference. Um I'm going to go with the Renegades plus six and a half. And I'm also going to pick the okay. over. I think this is going to be a shootout. Interesting. Um, okay. Yeah, and I think this comes down to like a, um, like a like a twenty-eight twenty-four game, something like that. That that's what I'm that's what I'm feeling in my gut. Okay. All right. Mm, interesting. Yeah. We're we're pretty opposite on this one, but um, I just I I don't. I don't have a lot with. Uh, yeah, I don't think I don't have a lot with Arlington. I just I don't know about them still. So we'll go Houston. Yeah. Um, Sunday game, three o'clock. Seattle Sea Dragons at DC Defenders. Um, man, so this is a pick 'em pretty much. Um, DC is lay, is laying three points. Um, they are a minus one seventy on the money line, and. Um, the over under is forty eight and a half. Uh, Seattle is getting is a plus one forty three on the money line as well. So I got to do it, man. Um, I think Seattle's taking this. And this is going to be nuts. okay. So this you is going to be line Seattle? this is going to be with. I got money line Seattle, and because of the spread, obviously I have the spread. I'll 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 take them to. Uh, um, cover and um then and i'm gonna say over on this one i think this is gonna be a pretty actually you know what i take that back there's the two best defenses in the league <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna go with under mm. um i could be wrong there so what what um this 
the one thing that's going to make this interesting is how many i'm surprised we don't have a uh, side bet on how many freaking beer snakes are going to be running that running that place is going to be nuts so it's only thing but i think seattle's going to uh show out a little bit and uh eke this out by like six points yeah, if this game was on Saturday, I would definitely be in attendance. But because it's on Sunday, and unfortunately, uh, not unfortunately, love my job. Sunday, I'm back off of, um, um, you know, my leave from mm. my surgery. Um, but, like, I really, like, debated. I was really hoping that this game was going to be the Saturday one because I wanted to go. Won't be <laughs> there. Um, this is a difficult one. Um, yes, it is. Part of me- it is because of that number. That number is weird. Mm. Yeah, because you don't know what you're going to get. <sighs> so, because what do you always say? What do you always say? You said you give the home team three points. Three points. So, this and is if a you one do point. That, if you do that, this is a pick them. If you yeah. take that logic into it. So, yeah. So, like I said, so... Okay, here's what we're doing. I was I was on the same I was going to pick the I was going to pick the under because of the defenses. But then mm-hmm. I second guessed and said I should go with the over. So because you did the exact opposite, I'm going to go with the over of 48 okay. and a half. All right. Mm-hmm. That's what we're going to pick on that. Um I also am going to pick the Sea Dragons to cover the 4 points. Okay. I'm going to do that. Three points it is. I think. Is it three? Oh, you got four on there. You know what, though? The odds might have changed. Yeah, it's three um, on the current line I have, but it may have changed. Mm. So. Uh, okay, we'll just do. We'll do by three. We'll pick three. Okay. All right. Mm. Sorry, I just looked and seen the I graphic. Have that. Yeah, it's. No. It's, uh, uh, it's okay. Enrique! <laughs> Is it? Oh, it's three. Okay, ha, uh, three. Now I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep the Sea Dragons at three, and then ha, uh, ha. Uh, that. Uh, <laughs> See what I mean? It's a pickle. <laughs> Fuck it, Enrique. Do it. Do it. <laughs> do it. <laughs> you know what to do. Uh, <laughs> fuck. This is. Mm. I've never been so flustered. That's this funny. is. I've never. I've never had my brain and my heart in the <laughs> uh, two most opposite directions. Oh fuck! Who is gonna win? Um. I need to. This see might something. be the best game to... of the year. This could very well be the best game of the year. I'll just have to. What say happened that. the last time they played? <laughs> oh, now you're Let's getting all back. Jesus. The mm. last time they played was what? Let's see. Uh, 33, 34, one point game. All right, fuck yep. it. We're going Sea Dragons <laughs> to pick to cover the spread. We're going DC money line. Okay. All right, and you're going over then. I'm going over. So. All right. Yeah, so Fair we enough. are literally polar opposites. So MG, this this week is gonna you have a chance to completely take over this thing. And I have a chance or just to completely bomb just completely. completely. Yeah. That's <laughs> also a possibility, but I was trying to be positive to you. So to recap real quick, for the South game, MG and I both picked Houston money line. MG picked Houston to cover the six and a half. I picked the Renegades to cover the six and a half. I picked the over 41. MG picked under the 41. That is a locked in. For the Northern Division Championship, I picked the over 48 and a half. MG went under 48 and a half. MG went plus three on the Sea Dragons to cover the spread. I also went with the Sea Dragons plus three to cover the spread. Where we differ, once again, he picked the Sea Dragons to cover the money line and win. I'm picking the DC Defenders against the money line in what will be a rematch from week eight where it was a one-point game, 34-33. And, yeah, we would, next time we are talking about what happened 
in the weekend of the XFL, we will be talking about heading into the XFL championship game. Yes, yes, indeed. But, MG, before we get into that, I feel like we should take a deep dive into what the hell happened this past weekend and how we got to picking the games we just picked. So, MG, do you want to uh, talk to the people? Talk to me about it. What the fuck happened? Yeah, so I'm going to, as people know, um, I I started when I heard this was coming across – after the games uh, was over, a lot of people from St. Louis were really upset. Like, for, and I think part of that was they didn't understand the, all the tiebreaker situations. Um, they thought they did enough, and they really did do quite a bit. But because of the way the math played out and some of these tiebreakers, and I don't want to get into, like, all the scenarios, because it is complicated. I just will say when we get down to the – because. ESPN did a lot to try to explain tiebreaker four. They didn't start to explain tiebreaker five till they realized it was going to be in play, which was like about halftime. I when it's like, oh my, Seattle might not get that number that they need to get to clinch. So we're gonna have to go to the next one. And it was in it was all kinds of like uh scoring differentials and um uh, best in the league and how you ranked it. It was all kinds of crazy, crazy nonsense. The issue I have isn't that the issue I have is there's no, and we discussed this early. You and I brought it up. There's no reason why there should be divisions with just eight teams. Could have took the top four teams, seated them one versus four and two versus three and been done with it. Um, I think that would have been that that should have been something they did because if you think about it, the the, the regions don't even make sense north and south when, um, you know, you have teams that are on the north that really aren't in the north. Yeah, you, you have more central. Um, Seattle and uh, St. Louis are not uh, nowhere near each other. So it just to me it just didn't make sense. Uh, to have divisions when you get to 10 and 12 teams then i think divisions make sense but having said all that it don't matter because what's going to happen is and it happens at every level and every sport someone always gets snubbed so you know regardless if we say we can fix it by doing away with it something's going to happen and someone will always get snubbed but i do feel for the people that uh st louis because st louis was the they're the one city that really embraced. I mean, DC too, but St. Louis really embraced this and wanted this. And it, and I feel bad that they couldn't play in the next round. Uh, you have anything else on that? Anything uh, to follow up on that? Yeah. So we actually talked about it. Enrique, who also runs our uh, social media, Enrique, <laughs> shout out you, man. Appreciate you. Uh, pointed out that we actually talked about this earlier, um, and it was actually me in a throwaway comment where um, it was one of our first episodes, one or two, I forget which one, but it was our Might preview. Might have been our preview, yeah. Yeah, it was one of the previews. I just don't remember which one. And I was like, I just don't like how they went away from east-west to north-south. Like, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. like it. And um, I think they should go back. I'm not completely against divisions, I just don't like north south. Um, if I was doing it, um, I would go, I would go east west. Problem is, you got see. three. You have, you have three teams in Texas. That's the problem. <laughs> right, but no. I'm figuring that out right now. And here's what I would do as soon as this calculates. Boom. So what I would do is Arlington goes to the east. Houston goes to the west. The reason I would do that is because when you look at the um, maps of them, Houston, uh, Arlington from uh, St. Louis Battlehawks is only 650 miles. The next closest one to Houston would be the Orlando Guardians, and that is 963 miles across the Gulf of Mexico. So, therefore, I would say the Renegades are closer to the east than the Roughnecks are, and I would put, I would make it the north, the excuse me, the east DC Defenders, St. Louis Battlehawks, Arlington Renegades, Orlando Guardians, while the west being Sea Dragons, Vipers, Brahmas, Roughnecks, and at that point. 
Um, what you would see would be Houston Sea Dragons right now versus um, the DC Defenders and Battlehawks, and I think that would be a way more entertaining divisional weekend, um, and Fair. with way more possibility. Could you imagine DC and uh, could you imagine DC Seattle in the championship? You know what I mean? You wouldn't you wouldn't get that huge pop of DC St. Louis yeah. in the championship, but you'll get them in the divisional round, and that'll be lit. And then that you're playing for home field advantage because those two like it makes too much sense. So uh, Dewey, I, I, got, I get you, I get you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say this: um, another thing that we should probably take into consideration is they're all staying in the same spot, and they're all just flying out, flying back. So it doesn't yeah. even matter. Regions regions for the players don't matter. And I, I was mistaken when we first did this at the beginning of the year. I it was talking about, well, they got to fly to one city or the other. No, they're all flying from San Antonio to the city, playing the games, and flying back. So it just not it's not affecting anybody from that um, that regard. So you know, yes. So that's that. Um, so I want to move on to one last thing before we wrap uh, this uh, final regular season week, I guess it is. Um, guess what's tomorrow as we record this? Mm. Um, tomorrow is um, the fourth annual Pat McAfee Draft Spectacular. I don't know what you're talking about. That's Oh, okay. That's All right. Uh, which, which leads <laughs> into... The NFL draft. I'll just. I'm not going to even cue you up because you're just going to make a mockery of it. Uh, try, NFL no, draft starts this. The, uh, <laughs> I was trying to think of the ESPN tone, da dun, da da dun, dun, but I couldn't think. That was more yeah. of a JBL. Oh, the right there. Yeah, gotcha. Um, but yeah, so so the NFL draft is um, happening this weekend, um, and I was just looking, and they mentioned it on one of the broadcasts this week um, about the. Uh, a lot of these guys that are now done are going to be eligible to get picked up as free agents by teams, um, by NFL teams, yep. at least on their practice squads. So I was just going through and I was like, so my question to you, and I'm going to give you mine too. Uh, who do you think has a shot to pick up with the NFL team from the, from some of the more notable players? There's a lot of people that, um, uh, stand out to me. Um, I'll give a couple real quick. I think Ben DiNucci. So Ben DiNucci and A.J. McCarron, as far as uh, quarterbacks, I think are going to get looks by NFL teams. Um, part of this whole part of this league was to put tape put tape down to get people back. Uh, the, one, the one thing that I really – the one there's two guys, and they both happen to play for Seattle, that I think are going to uh, get big looks. Um, and well, three Darius Shepard, I think has been playing very well for the Battle Hawks. Um, mm -hmm. Then there's uh, oh, what's his name? Oh, Jakar Pearson of um, Seattle, which I think he is. Unfortunately, he's small, but I think a team could utilize him, and he might one of those guys that comes in and plays like that that slot, that scat back guy, and could maybe help um, teams. And then the, the last one, and I'm pitching it to my my team, my 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 team that has a gambling problem that needs to fill six weeks, uh, Josh Gordon. Uh, I think um, any team could pick him up because these guys are all going to end up on prove-it deals anyway, Min league minimum prove-it deals, and you want to play a couple more seasons in the NFL. You know, there's there's a couple guys there. Do you guys do you have any that you were thinking of that? might get picked up yeah um i got a handful so ben denucci i could see him ending up on a on a training camp squad aj mccarron i could see him at getting the call to camp uh jordan mm -hmm. tayamu i could see him getting the call to camp um, i didn't even bring him up but yeah hmm. yeah those are those are like the quarterbacks that i could see um as far as running backs abram smith um jacques patrick brian hill um that running back from Houston, also, depending on what he does in the postseason, Max uh, Borgie um, also mm -hmm. is someone that I would keep an eye on for. He reminds me a lot of Christian McCaffrey, just the way he's able to move in space. Um, 
And then, obviously, Ja'Core Pearson, Hakeem Butler, Chris Blair, yeah. number one from uh, DC Defenders, Latimer, uh, Lucky Jackson. I can see getting a look at camp. You said Darius Shepard, which I agree. Um, there's a, there, I think there's a lot of uh, tight ends. Sal uh, Canella from the Renegades. I think he could get a look. Like I said, Cody Latimer's a tight end. Um, so there's definitely some places as far as um, defense, too. I would go with a Gene Harris, Joe Powell, Michael Joseph. Those are your uh, top three interception okay. leaders. Um, as far as total tackles, uh, linebacker from the Brahmas, um, Jordan Williams, Travante Beckett, C.J. Avery, um, Donald Payne from the Renegades we talked a lot about this season. I could, I could see him getting invited into a camp. Um, but even some of these special teamers, you know, um, there were some good kick returns. Uh, Darius Shepard, you mentioned before, that man had yes. almost a thousand yards on kick returns. Um, mm-hmm. Kelvin McKnight, wide receiver for the Sea Dragons, seven hundred and forty-eight uh, kick return yards. Um, even punt return yards. Kelvin McKnight had two hundred and thirty-five of those. William Likely from Houston had two hundred and five of those. Um, Definitely. Marquette King um, and is it- the. You know, another one that I would like to see back in a NFL camp. You, he, he's one of your one of your old Raiders. That's why you like him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so um, I yeah, think there's so, a handful of guys that will get camp invites. Um, it will be interesting. And what is one thing that we're all kind of looking forward to is how they go into the 2024 XFL season as far as roster builds. Do they keep these? Like, are you on this roster? Like, is it a they throw everybody back in the pool and redraft. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. do we do that? Is mm-hmm. this is this the WWE draft where fucking we're drafting people from NXT over? I don't know what's going on, but all that no, will I, be found uh, out. MG. I think I think there's going to be a protected player list. You're going to protect like, um, like starters or people that you want, and maybe maybe you protect. A half a dozen, eight, 20, 24, 25 players, and then the rest can be uh, are up for free agents or to be redrafted. Yeah. That's I don't know something like that. That's all I have. Well, I like Good it. Talk. MG, we will be back. <laughs> um, we will be back next week um, to discuss this. MG, Ugh, let's get out of here. Okay, let's bye. Let's get out of here. No, not goodbye yet. Let me say goodbye. Let me, I'll say goodbye to the people. It's been a minute. Um, as always, you can follow us at XFL Pod on all social media Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. If you are watching on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button. Be a friend, tell a friend. If you're watching on audio, hit that subscribe button. Send in your questions. You can follow me at Official Risk on all social media. You can follow that man at Two Fight Forever, the number two for the audio listeners on Twitter. HabibiClothing.co or OfficialRisk.com slash shop. Go get the love yourself collection now xfl pod for 10 percent off your fucking order go ahead and do it until next time i gotta go ice my shoulder and take some more vitamins peace